Cape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario The Past is Doomed by Jeff John. Alright, so we are playing The Past is Doomed by Jeff Gillen. This is the first session, and this is from a release from the... Uh, I guess it was originally in Chaosium Digest uh, back in 95, and then it was redone, uh, republished by Dean Englehart uh, and crew as part of Cthulhu Reborn Publishing. So a little bit of art and so forth added. Um, and I feel like this must be a scenario, a physical copy that I picked up at Necronomicon, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. So... We have, we are in Arkham, Massachusetts, November 10, 1995, and it looks like we have six uh, investigators who are members of the Miskatonic University Foundation's um, publicity crew. Uh, there have been, over the decades, a number of unpleasant and perhaps odd situations that have arisen and in order to help with the fundraising and generally keep the um, more mysterious side of the activities out of the news uh, the Fiskatonic University Foundation has uh, created a committee to, to sort of tap things down tamp things down figure out what's going on try to try to uh, make things look good so but uh, you are in the uh, basement office at the foundation building on campus with Susan Gray, who is the director of the foundation. And why don't we start? So you're in her office. It's a um, a nice office, although not not uh, no sunlight, and it is uh, well decorated with various occult type symbols um perhaps uh useful perhaps useless but uh you would know that in her mind these are sort of protection uh things to to keep out prying eyes and and ears um you are seated around a, a table and she is about to present herself, uh, present the, the latest issue, but why don't we see who's seated around the table? Um, start here with Jim, I guess, top of the list. <clears throat> Certainly. My name is Arkady Diktyarenko. I am a, a immigrant to the U.S. from Ukraine. I, Arkady is a musician. He is a member of the... Uh, Miskatonic University Symphony. Uh, he plays violin and also some piano. Uh, speaks a number of languages uh, and is a postgraduate student in musical theory and history. Awesome. And Steve? My name is Emily Strong. I'm a physics professor here at the university. I'm currently on sabbatical, so I have some extra time on my hands to uh, to help out with these types of things. And I know it's always good to have a faculty member present during these sorts of investigations. <laughs> uh, Max? 
Yes, I am Horace Greeley, just the uh, one of the few handyman here at Miskatonic University. Um, kind of just always around when you need him. Excellent. And uh, Jonathan? So uh, Charles Carpenter, um, uh, originally from Boston, uh, former uh, American football player, um, also a bit of a uh, side <laughs> career in uh, semi-pro boxing, um, uh, but now earns a living coaching uh, the Miskatonic cephalopods. Um, yep, big. I look. I look forward muscly. to hearing. Uh... Charles's accent from Boston. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My Boston accent <laughs> is, is fantastic. It's almost as good as all my other accents. Um, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's sort of early fifties, um, sort of going going a bit grey, getting a bit softer, but still still a, a rather physically imposing character. Awesome. And Gary. Okay, so I'm Michael O'Doyle. I I was I'm born and bred in Arkham, but um, recently moved back. Um, a PR consultant who um, is basically being brought on as part of HR and part of their new public relations group. Excellent. And uh, Randall, uh, emerging from the couch cushions with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Fisherman, 42, he's a professor of astronomy, um, kind of, uh, he's always working on a book that he hasn't been able to publish, uh, he hasn't shared the uh, draft with anyone, but he's always working on it, uh, he, he, he's sure he will get it done one day, uh, he's recently divorced, uh, his wife never understood that he needed to work on his book and he needed more time and that led to the divorce. Um, and yes, currently working here at the university. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, so Julie has you all seated. There is uh, coffee and uh, I think just coffee. Um, around you know in uh, Miskatonic University mugs uh, at the table and she hands out to each of you a copy of uh, today's paper the Arkham Gazette and an article entitled noted sociologist missing in Arkham I don't know if somebody wants to read that ended up on page two of the notes ah there it is noted sociologist missing in arkham hotel room abandoned police search underway by sandra deegan staff reporter is the byline arkham november 10th uh, is that i'm sorry you said that was yesterday or today this today today's, paper. today's yep. paper okay a famous sociologist and expert in modern history Dr. Ernst Zabrik has been reported missing after, 
I always thought that was falling after failing to collect his belongings from the Arkham Hotel yesterday. The doctor, capital D, has not been seen since he left the Miskatonic University on the afternoon of November 7th, where he had been researching his latest book. Inspector French of the Arkham Police has denied any links between the Doctor, capital D, disappearance and the recent destruction of the warehouse in New Jersey, carrying the complete stocks of his latest book. A search is being undertaken, but the inspector is not yet alarmed. He may have absentmindedly left for other engagements. We are currently making inquiries before we press the panic button. The Doctor, capital D, latest book, Chronicles of a World Gone Mad, is said by many to have distinct occult leanings and shows disturbing signs that the Doctor, again capitalized, may have seen the last of his days as a respected member of academia. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what this Dr. Zabrick was doing here, but this uh, certainly looks like the type of problem we are trying to avoid. Here we have a, a cult author coming to our university to do research right on the front page, disappearing. Uh, we haven't had a chance yet, of course, to, to look into this. I just got the paper and uh, called you all in, but I trust that you can figure out what is going on and perhaps make sure that this does not make it to the national papers. Any chance any of us, uh, you know, working here at the university may have known this guy, whether a colleague or having cleaned his office or something like that. So he is not, he is not a Miskatonic university professor. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so I think Julie, yes, I'm sorry, Susan, uh, Susan can tell you, um, uh, we, you know, we've done some, of course, some preliminary work uh, to try to figure out who this man is. He's a uh, retired history professor from Boston who has been living um, in Rochester, New York, and writing books. Uh, it seems like he used to write um, what uh, I guess people consider proper academic books um, on uh, well, frankly, it's hard to figure out what they're on. Sociology, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, and uh, he's had some recent uh, popular success. Um, and uh, we, I know, we know nothing about this Chronicles of a World Gone Mad. Um, uh, obviously, we've only had uh, a little bit of time, but <sighs> yeah. Um, so I would think that, uh, I guess if any of you have a cult, you can roll it. I uh, do. What? I mean, a cult Sorry. above the base five percent. Yeah, I guess you could roll it at the base 5%. I don't mind. Oh, well, five. So we got 75. <laughs> oh, no. Higher success. Uh, 50. Sorry, sorry I, I've got a normal success on my occult 15. Okay, cool. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that um, both Michael O'Doyle and was it Sam Peacherman? Preacherman? Preacherman, yeah. Okay. Um, have heard of uh, have heard of uh, Dr. Zabrick and uh, know that he, yeah, that he has he's written a a popular occult book called Dark Probability that uh, that really seemed to uh, sort of hit the uh, hit the charts, so to speak, in in your uh, in your little subworld. Um, and I think with a hard success, uh, Dr. Preacherman, you've had a chance to to skim it a little bit. And it's as you remember it, it seems to talk about how uh, Western nations, the modern society, have been affected increasingly by some sort of fixation on darkness and evil that they're but there seems to be a, a turn, a collective turn within uh, within the West to towards uh, towards darkness, um, and that there's some sort of hints in this dark probability book that there is something guiding this, that it's not sort of random chance, but that, that perhaps humanity is being pulled towards this uh, self-destructiveness. Okay. I will uh, share that with, uh, with, with everyone. Yeah, and there's, uh, just as an example, um, in the one, one piece you sort of remember more specifically than, you know, from your, from your skim through it, was the uh, Zabrick's idea that somehow the technology of the atomic bomb was somehow given to us from a supernatural agency or something, you know, that it wasn't, we didn't create it on our own, that somehow uh, somebody helped us develop it. Okay. Hearing all this um, occult stuff and looking around the room, at these occult symbols and whatnot. Um, could I roll some sort of psychology? I kind of squint my eyes at uh, Susan Gray. It seems a little surprising that she wouldn't know anything about this guy, uh, seeing that he was at Miskatonic uh, the day before he disappeared. That'd sure. be okay? All right. Yeah. yeah. That is, I don't think I have that much psychology. Or is it? No, I do not. That's a fail. I'll still squint yeah. at her. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, you know, she returns your squint. I think she's used to you uh, squinting at her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, as, <you're, laughs> as, you, as you try to understand what's going on. Um, and, uh, and she, uh, you know, she maintains, uh, as far as you can tell, a relatively comfortable mean and does not seem to uh, you know, she doesn't blush or anything under your under your squint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got to work on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have chosen intimidation as my social skill. That would have been uh, would have been better. Yeah. Always better to scare people. Yes. <laughs> so, 
so I take it you just want us to prove that he left town as this police report, you know, that he basically left town and just forgot his bags. Oh, and if you could no prove, yeah, if you could prove that, uh, if you find him and, and show that he just left, there's just an absent mind researcher, forgot his bags, didn't want to pay for the hotel, uh, that would certainly be a fine outcome. Uh, now, of course, I, I do uh, respect your integrity, and uh, here she squints at Emily Strong. Um, enough, <laughs> enough to uh, you know not to ask you to to lie or, uh, or create things, but certainly if you find that he leaves, that would be a, a, that he is left under his own power, and that there's nothing. Or even if you find out that he was you know I don't know uh, kidnapped by robbers and had nothing to do with the university, whatever. Um, or, or, or maybe, or maybe he had some personal issue and he committed suicide. I mean, sure, got that would be a fine solution as well. Yeah, no, that, as long as, as long as, I mean, there was that. There were, there, we have a few, um, a, a few uh, of our own faculty who have, of course, uh, unfortunately committed suicide over the years, and we are starting to get a uh, so. You know, that would not necessarily be the best uh, outcome, uh, it, it, but if yeah. perhaps he had personal issues that predate his visit to the university and had oh, that's what I meant, of course, university. Yeah. that's what I meant, of course, sorry. Yeah, that, that would be a, another perfectly valid uh, outcome, of course. Eileen, one one question for the keeper. What what kind of level? Um, how far have we go? you know when when trying to to hide the truth like have we um in the past like mm -hmm. so have we crossed the line let's say <laughs> sure um is I it expected I would, from us i would be happy for you to tell me um uh, you can also i mean you can first of all you can tell me how long you been involved with this committee if this is sort of your first investigation or if you've had several there certainly this this committee has existed for some you know say some decades uh you probably have not been on it for decades mm -hmm. I, I think you, mr. Dawes, yeah, you can tell me if you want yeah i think mr Dawes probably has been and i can tell you uh he would probably have no issue with making up information to prove that it had no connection to the university. <clears throat> okay. I think that and, was and pretty obvious. Like, so are you? That was yeah. Mr. Noel's approach. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm curious, uh, so Gary, is is Doyle, has O'Doyle been uh, part of the investigation before or has he simply been hired to spin the, the facts that uh, arose and this is his first time actually being asked to uncover this facts. Is, this is this is his first time to actually uncover facts and do okay. that. He's been more, yeah, he's always been more um, in the terms of actually putting the information out there. Okay, post post production work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that Mr. Doyle has confused the difference between discovering the facts and making and up the facts. the facts. Yes. <laughs> there, there is an important distinction you should be aware of there, Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go and discover the facts. We'll know what's 
what really happened. And then we'll put out what we want, the message we want to say. Yes, we, we have found in the in the past that uh, understanding the truth uh, helps avoid accidental repercussions when we uh, produce our message to the public. So it is always it always good. To, it is good to know what actually happened so that we don't contradict ourselves later on. But, Do we know um, where Dr. Zebrick, where in the university Dr. Zebrick was doing his research? Was he simply, not, was I, he working with professors here or was he simply browsing the collections? Um, I have not yet had a chance to uh, to call all everybody to find out, but uh, it's certainly I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping you will find out. Obviously, you can uh, use use my name as necessary. Um, and she, uh, Susan Gray, is a a known name on campus as the as the head of the. Uh, I'm saying she's a vice president or assistant director of the uh, foundation, so of the fundraising arm. She certainly gets around to all of the departments, and her name is, you know, frequently in the um, the internal newsletters and obviously in the public newsletters. And you probably, the faculty members, and actually even uh, I suspect uh, Arkady, uh, you sort of know that she has, you know, she would go to, uh, and certainly the coach, uh, that she would, you know, she's always asking for information from people. Uh, in order to make better arguments for fundraising, right? So she's there, her, her and the whole foundation are sort of known to be collecting information about the university regularly. And you've probably used that as cover before. No, I am counting on you to, uh, to see what you can figure out here. I have, uh, uh, some meetings uh, midday today with some potential donors, but I will be available this afternoon if you need something from me, if I can help, or if you have some uh, something to report in or any questions. Do you know if the police have actually collected his bags, or could that would they still be in the hotel? Um, I don't. Uh, you could certainly talk to them. Okay. Uh, we should talk to the police, we should talk to the hotel, we should uh, find out what his research was doing here. Yeah, he's got a journal should, or something. We should yeah, find out what happened in this warehouse in New Jersey. I do not wish to go to New Jersey, but perhaps someone. <laughs> it's always nice to travel. I mean, Oh, ah, yes, I, I, I agree. It is nice to travel. It's just, <laughs> just not nice to, to New Jersey. To Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> any place, any places on your adventure? Ah, a volunteer to go to New Jersey. Oh, uh, yes, look of at course. This yes. Certainly look around where he was working on campus. Well, if you would like to um, uh, take your conversation elsewhere. Uh, I'm uh, very excited <laughs> to uh, see what you discover. Get out of my, of my <laughs> office. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Uh, Thank pleasure, you. It's a pleasure as always, uh, Emily, and 
Always oh, time uh, for us. one final squint on the way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> she squints back at you. Yeah. Uh, she gives a, uh, a go pop. I think I, I, I uh, squint at both of Charles. them as I, I'm picking up on something about their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Michael, Dr. Featureman. Uh, good day. No, no. Not the featureman, featureman. Oh, featureman, there we go. Fisherman. Fisherman. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Fisherman. He fishes, he doesn't preach. I mean, fishes, they're, they're closely exactly. related in, in, uh, in Christian uh, mythology. But, uh, mythology, yes. Confusion. You know, should he be a member of the Church of Dagon, you know, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> nails them both there. I, I see the confusion, exactly. sure. Uh, excellent, Sam Fisherman. Okay, cool. So I was uh, actually Dr. Fisherman. Good day. Sorry, go ahead. I was just uh, talking about the uh, proceedings. I was going to say I actually think it might be a good idea to call the um, this Sandra Deegan, the staff reporter. She may be able to tell us where he worked here, was where he was coming from on the campus to begin with. She uh, clearly has a source that would save us running around well, asking look, people randomly. It looks like. She got her information from the police because her only one quote is from the police about him missing, being missing. I did, won't know did, to recall. Did, did we establish where uh, his belongings are? His belongings yeah. are in the hotel. Well, they were found well, in the hotel, were. but I, I don't think we know until, until we follow up on that. Yeah. Well, do we know which hotel he's staying? Yes. The Arkham Hotel. The, yeah. the Arkham Hotel. Yep. Does anyone here have uh, a relationship with the police? And uh, Mr. Greeley, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, waking up in their drunk tank. Uh-uh. Yes, well, how nice of you to say. <laughs> I can always go and have a chat with the police. Yeah, I would expect that uh, Michael O'Doyle probably has had some conversation, at least with the public relations arm of the police, whoever, whatever the press agent or the. Yeah, yeah, um, I've got some contacts, so I could go and have a chat. That makes sense. It's a good start. I I will go to the uh, <clears throat> to ask around the and sociology is not too far away from the history department so I will go ask around the sociology department to see if anyone knows if he was working with anyone here or what he was doing. Okay, so we've got Arkady going to the. Or, uh, you're not a doctor. You're a, wait. You said you're a postdoc. Uh, post grad. Post grad. So doctor. Uh, Dr. Dierenko, uh heading to the sociology uh, department just to see what uh, he can figure out. We have Michael O'Doyle heading to the police. I feel like somebody else made a decision, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember it. Mr. Right. Fisherman was going to the warehouses uh, in Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Correct. Fisherman's uh, look is going to head to New Jersey. Excellent. I'll go with you, Mr. Fisherman. 
Thank you. Do you have uh, Do you have transport? Uh, it's the 90s. I'm sure one of us has a, a car. Unless you'd like to drive us, coach. I've got a I've got a truck. Yeah. So. I, I'm not I'm not getting in the back of that thing like I've seen your players. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not like a pickup. It's. It's like you know. It's, it's SUV type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've got uh, Charles Carpenter and Doctors Fisherman and Strong headed to the uh, headed to New Jersey. Yes. Uh, okay. So that's uh, seven or eight hours. Uh, let's see, Massachusetts, our town. Uh, we'll figure out where in New Jersey we're going, but that's maybe it's. I mean, it's only. Four or five hours, actually, from there for Max. Yeah, perfect. Reasonable. Okay. Yeah, it's about five hours. Yep. <laughs> it depends how fast you drive, right? Well, <laughs> it's about uh, so five hours. Everything is a competition. It, it, to took, it took Max two, and he's calculated correctly to five. <laughs> 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 um, and what is what is uh, Horace Greeley up to? Uh, I think I will probably shadow um, Dityarenko and okay. um, depending on what he can find out, then maybe I can get us in using my uh, set of janitor keys wherever he might have been working or look into where he was, who he was working with. Cool. All right. Well, let us start with um, start with Michael O'Doyle, who is headed yes. to the police department. Um, so you uh, you head into the Arkham Arkham Police um, and tell the sergeant that you're hoping to. Well, what do you tell the sergeant at the desk there? Oh, just say, um, look, I'm. Um, I work for the university and having my card. Um, I was just wondering if I could have a chat with um, Inspector French, um, if possible, about the missing uh, sociologist um, from ah. the. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, just, just, uh, just a minute, please. I'll, uh, I'll uh, see if he can come down. And he does his thing, and a few minutes later. Uh, Inspector French comes down. You recognize him. You may have spoken with him before. Uh, he is a a big guy and has uh, has a uh, sort of a bulldog face. Um, and he is. Uh, you can see that he looks tired. Like you know, it's just he's not doesn't seem super super energized this morning. Uh, but he says. Uh, Ah, Mr. O'Doyle, it's, uh, what, what, do I the, uh, what do I owe the honor? Well, I'm actually here to ask a couple of questions about this uh, uh, missing academic. Inspector, uh, you look tired. Do you want a coffee? Do you want to uh, grab a you, coffee? Why don't you come up, uh, come up to the office? We'll, uh, we'll chat there. Sounds good. Um, he, he walks you up the, uh, the stone stairs to a uh, office, um, you know, with a wooden door with a glass inset that has, a, has a Inspector French Arkham Police on it, and uh, sits you down at a little uh, table. So you're not, you're not. He's not behind his desk. The two of you are at a table. Yeah, pours yeah. some coffee. Uh, not 
not great coffee. And of course we're, we're back to paper cups here, maybe styrofoam cups. And, uh, and he says, so this is, uh, this is Dr. Zabrick you're, uh, you're asking about, I suppose. Indeed, indeed. Yes, yes. I mean, the university is always concerned when a visiting, even a visiting scholar goes missing. I mean, just, yeah, we just want to make sure that we can help out as much as possible. Well, I would uh, certainly appreciate it. I've been uh, working pretty much round the clock these last couple of days trying to track him down. We've had uh, detectives out looking and tracking things down. We've uh, tried to get a hold of his family. We've talked to his publisher, uh, even even talked to his talent agent. Uh, um, and, uh, and and did they say turned much? up anything? Well, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find any family. Um, his publishers uh, hadn't seen him and didn't uh, didn't really have didn't yeah they said well, yeah we knew he was headed to Arkham and uh, knew that he was looking for uh, to to do some work here but uh, they didn't he was apparently a little little tight lipped uh, with them. Um, I'm, frankly, I'm at a at a loss. If you if you guys. Uh, he sort of um, apparently is aware that there's more than just you sort of looking into this. Um, mm -hmm. But if you uh, find something out, that'd be, uh, I'd love to hear it. Indeed. Um, I have a question. Do you have access to, to his luggage and his maybe his journals, anything, or his computer, anything he was using for writing, taking notes? I mean, maybe there may be something in there what he was recently working on we did uh yeah we did uh, as per you know standard procedure we did collect his luggage and we have it uh have it here um uh, he sort of seems to be waffling a bit if you could you could probably make a something persuade or charm or some such yeah i think you could probably talk him into this uh 23, I think that should be a hard success for me, I'm persuaded. Yep, it's a hard success. Uh, I suppose, uh, I mean, who knows, you, you know, maybe you'll have some, some fresh idea. We could certainly, certainly use it. Yeah, why don't you come with me? Uh, oh, thank you. He, thank you, Inspector. Of course. Uh, and he, uh, he takes you down to the, uh, evidence lockers and uh, pulls out a uh, suitcase and and then he has also a bunch of things sort of in those uh, court-sized uh, ziploc bags uh, one of the uh, one of the bags contains a small shaving mirror and you know toothpaste toothbrush and some other uh, bathroom stuff um this this was uh you know he'd unpack this into the in the bathroom and then he'd unpack this uh this was just sitting on the uh on the hotel table and this is a, a map an arkham map uh, which is also you know folded up and inside a, a bag and then the suitcase um inspector french opens up and uh he says uh, inspector says uh you know we uh in case there's uh, something criminal going on, we have to keep a 
uh, tight control on uh, on the oh, evidence. I, so I'm going to stand here and here's some gloves. And uh, yep, thank you. Um, I have, have no, no plans to take any of this out. Um, I just wanted to have a look through. Thanks very much. Put on the gloves. Um, first thing I do is open up the map and look at the map. Has is there any markings or any impressions on the map for like spots or locations? There absolutely are, yeah. So you can see in uh, in kind of a, a heavy uh, black marker uh, that he or somebody has circled uh, the university and and then sort of put an X on the uh, library and on the um, history department and at the exhibit museum. Um, and he has also, as you're sort of looking, make an idea roll. Idea roll? Yeah. Uh, zero five. So that will be an extreme success, I think. Yeah, so he, he has also made a few, yep. a few marks uh, sort of in downtown, and you recognize these, looking at them, uh, that these are various bookshops around town uh, that he has uh, he's marked, and I think that is it. Yeah, so he he's looks like he's marked. Oh, in the hotel, of course, the Arkham Hotel is marked on yeah. it, and we'll say uh, you know a a cafe, um, you know, a lunch spot. Well, I'll jot down like the different bookshops, you know, the streets they're in, you know, that sort of sure. stuff, and so so that. We've got a record of where, um, so we can go and talk to them. Um, I have a look through his uh, suitcase. Yeah, so in the suitcase, um, you find some clothing and they're, you know, they're uh, uh, button up uh, shirts, not, not uh, super fancy, but, you know, just standard collared shirts, some undershirts, uh, khaki pants, um, a, a bunch of, you know, socks nothing nothing particularly exciting uh however you also uh find along with the clothing uh um mostly empty shaving kit and a time magazine and a uh book the dust jacket for a book and i'm going to put that also in here and then i need to i'll let you uh it probably needs to be a little bit bigger I don't know how we want to do this. Well, there we go. Uh, nope, yeah, figure it out. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite fit on the, maybe I should make two copies of it and rotate it and make it bigger. That will work. So let's uh, rotate, rotate image. Start so, by cropping the image. Chronicle of a world gone mad. Yeah, I'm just going to see if I can, does anyone know how to, oh, maybe this button will rotate it. There we go. All right, so there's the one side, and then I'm going to paste it in again, and I'm going to crop the other half of it, and bring that to here, and do that, and huzzah! All right, so then we have the front cover and inside flyleaf, and then we have the back cover and uh, back flyleaf. 
When it was uh, smaller, I couldn't quite tell those red things were pictures. I thought it was a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> How to cook your favorite humans. Yes. <laughs> How to serve oh. man. <laughs> Has it got a, like, um, so this is just the dust cover. Correct. Um, Okay, I'll make a note of the book, the author, and that sort of stuff. Um, so you do notice uh, that he is the author. Oh, oh sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see. And then we have this. There's the Time Magazine and there's something else for you. Da, 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 da. Perfect. And uh, just in case you feel like a, uh, a flashback to the 90s, uh, you can uh, review all the excitement and darkness and conspiracy that was going on uh, at the end of October in 1995. Um, cool. So yeah, so that is what you find in his suitcase. Okay, I'll quickly um, skim look through the magazine to see if he's marked anything, has he circled anything, has he, you know, underlined stuff, sort of? Uh, yes, the answer, the answer is yes, uh, he absolutely has. Uh, can you give me a, uh, give me another idea roll? It's zero four. <laughs> zero four. Um, he is obviously interested in sort of agents of change and conspiracy uh, ideas that are leading to that change. So sort of unexplained change and in particular the cover article about this uh, rebellion growing in the West. Uh, he seems uh, he seems keen on that and it's a sort of you know when you look skim through that article you can see the <sighs> where it talks about the seeds of the uh, the rebellion, you know, who the, who the leaders of it are, where the, where the money's coming from, that type of thing. Those, those leads are definitely circled and maybe commented a little bit. Um, it seems a little bit, uh, maybe give me a psychology role. Uh, 31, that's uh, not quite a hard success. It's a normal success. It seems uh, there's a little bit, uh, you, you get a sense of maybe some overreach, some paranoia uh, in terms of, of the, uh, you know, how, how far he's pushing as he writes down the, uh, or notes the various sources of things. Okay. Um, so I'll look to the inspector. Um, so this is it. This was all that was in his room? Uh, yeah, that's all we found in there. 
he's been uh, working is there something like something you uh you're expecting something you think uh, might be missing well he was working at the university taking notes working on some uh, on his new manuscript his new book so um i would expect something here something for taking notes in a notebook or something like that you know something about it, you know his book you know what he's writing stuff he's taken down from the library uh, that's that's interesting it's uh maybe he had it with him i mean he uh, he wasn't we we don't we're not aware of any sort of uh intrusion or anything that happened at night as far as we know he he left on the morning of the 7th uh from the hotel and never came back so you know he probably has a i don't know what these guys have a briefcase or something you know he probably had something with mm -hmm. him okay not a problem oh uh, chases up there. Yeah, he seems to have marked down a few bookshops, so I might go and visit them and uh, ask a few questions as well. Um, thank you very much, good inspector. I'll let you know if I find any information. And look, if you find out anything else, could you give us a call and let um, just to help us out so we can help you out? Uh, absolutely, Mr. O'Doyle. It's. Uh, I hope. I hope you uh, figure something out. I'm really. Uh... I hate to have these things uh, go national, you know. If we can solve this in house before uh, before that happens, we'll, looks bad. We'll, we'll keep it. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that it stays quiet and doesn't disturb the peace. Uh, great. Well, have have yourself a, a good day there, Mister Doyle. And uh, he you starts too. to sort of pack up the the the, uh, the stuff yep. again and uh, yep. lets you see your way out yourself out. Yep, I'll head out. Um, yeah, yeah, go next. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, this this is like my next, next stop is bookstores. The bookstores, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, hand over to the sociology department where we have uh, Professor, oh, not Professor, where we have uh, Doctor. Uh, I've lost my notes. There we are. Uh, Jerenko. And my understanding. Uh, Max is that Horace really is going to be there, but is is just sort of there doing something useful. Yeah, I'll just be kind of I don't know out in the hall, checking fixtures okay. and whatnot, waiting. Yep, that seems that seems like your your thing. Uh, so yeah, so we have uh, so Jim, you are headed to the Arcadia is headed to the sociology department. Uh, yes, the history and sociology department. Um, okay, yep. And so I will. Uh, I would just start with um, whoever the uh, appropriate who uh, the dean. Oh, okay. Or the assistant dean, or you know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You're going to the top, then, not to the. I mean, there's only there's only two useful people, right? There's the receptionist, and then there's the head of the department. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to the head. All right. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, I think this is a. Uh, did you have another uh, Ukrainian name handy? Uh, no. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll find one for you here. Zelensky. <laughs> uh, I want last names. That was what I need. Uh, that is his last name. That, that is a last name. 
Just yeah, pulled that yeah, out of the air, did you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly, I don't. <laughs> we will go with uh, Kovalenko. So uh, the dean of the, uh, I guess that so the, there's the director of the department of history. You know, there's the chair of the sociology department, the chair of the history department, and then there's the dean of the uh, sort of humanities. Yes, start there, and that's. That's where you're headed to. Excellent. Yep. So yeah, so this is a Dr. Uh, Kovalenko, a, uh, a uh, country compatriot uh, who is uh, always happy to see you, uh, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Arkady, uh, welcome. Uh, what what brings you uh, what brings you over to the uh, to the arts? Uh, Dr. Zelenko. Very good to see you. I was wondering if you might help me with something. Uh, if I can, of course. Uh, Director Gray uh, has an interest in uh, a gentleman who may have been doing research here at the university. He's publishing a book, and uh, Director Gray wishes to make sure that uh, the university is adequately referenced for fundraising and such things you know how she is i, I assume you are referring to dr zebrick uh, yes i am i was wondering if you would know if has he been talking to anyone here or what what sort of university researches or resources what was he using for his research why, why was he here shouting more like it um and you, you can see uh, Dr. Uh, Kovalenko is a, is a very, has a very expressive face. He's one of these people that can't really hide, uh, you know, his, what's going through his head. Either that or he's really good at pretending that something else is going through his head. Um, but you see him, you know, sort of uh, frown and, and then uh, get amused and sort of all in a, in a series, you know, in a few seconds. And he says, well, uh, Dr. Zebrick was, uh, was here speaking with, um, uh, uh, this, this young, uh, Pendlebury, a, uh, rising star, um, who has been, uh, working on Arkham history. Uh, I, I don't know if you know him, Dr. Uh, Donald Pendlebury. He's, uh, his office is just, you know, downstairs and, um, and, uh, we're not quite sure. Uh, they, it seemed like they got into a, a shouting match, and uh, well, he called. Uh, security was called. Uh, the, the secretary called uh, campus security and threw him off uh, campus. Uh, Zabrick, that is not uh, not Pendlebury. Oh, good. That's good. Uh, when when was this? Uh, this was on the uh, the seventh. Um, and uh, apparently, oops, maybe I'm lying here. No, I'm sorry. This was on the third. On the third, this was uh, a week ago. We were okay, uh, yes. not hoping uh, nothing more would come of it. But uh, what uh, what brings the uh, Dr. Zabrick to your uh, to Doc to uh, to Miss Gray's attention? Uh, well. Mr. Zebrick has been in the newspaper recently. His new book coming out. 
and she just wishes to make sure that uh, if there is credit to be given to the university, that the appropriate credit should be given. Ah, I see. He says with an 88 on his psychology. Um, well, uh, uh, for what it's you worth, certainly... I get a hard success on my fast talk. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that is worth a lot. Um, he uh, he says, well, uh, I mean, you're certainly uh, uh, welcome to speak with uh, Dr. Pendlebury to see if perhaps he can let you know what uh, what the book is about and, uh, you know, what, uh, what might be coming here. Uh, you say that um, Zebrick was... Uh thrown off the thrown out the, was he simply thrown out to the building or removed from the university uh, I believe security uh, escorted him off campus mm. I see it's quite the shouting match uh, yes I shall certainly speak with Dr. Pendleberry thank yes, you very will, much for uh, your time doctor Appreciate of course it. I will call down and let him know that you're uh, you're coming Good, good to see you. Thank you. And he he walks you to the door with uh, with a hand on your on your shoulder and uh, uh, sees you off. Shake hands. Yep. yep. Excellent. Uh, as we're leaving, sort of here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Mr. Greeley. Oh, shake hands as you. Ah, you are still there. Good, uh, Mr. Greeley. I'm surprised that you were not aware of this. Uh, Shouting match and the men being escorted off of campus. I thought you had your finger more on the pulse of things. Well, you know, there's lots of things that go on here. You know, yeah, I suspect match. you heard that. Yeah, I suspect you now that it comes up, you heard that somebody, uh, you know, that security was called for for a disturbance, but it didn't. You didn't have the name of the person involved, and so just kind of. Didn't yeah. Well, shall we go speak with Dr. Pendleberry? Um, yeah, yeah, I know where his office is, and I'll take him over there. Cool. Yeah. So Dr. Pendleberry's uh, door is open. Uh, it is a. Uh, he has a a computer on his uh, in his office, and of course, lots of books. Um, and he. Uh, He's just hanging up the phone as you uh, come to the door. And he looks over and says, uh, ah, uh, the dean just uh, just called. Are you, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't catch your name on the phone. Arkady Diktyarenko. Diktyarenko, ah, well, uh, welcome. Uh, please, uh, I'm not sure what I can help you with, but uh, the dean asked me to talk to you. I certainly will happily uh, speak with you. Ah, Mr. Mr. Greeley, I, uh, um, I was hoping to uh, to catch you at some point. The uh, the uh, the lamp uh, <laughs> shattered, and there's a bit of, and you can sort of see that, that there's like broken light bulb, um, you know, just uh, lying on the floor uh, in the corner. Uh, I didn't didn't get a no chance problem. to uh, to sweep up. I'm not sure if you no can problem, take care of that. Let me let me take, let me take care of that for you. I'll go Thank you. Uh, Thank you. grab a broom. This just happened uh, recently. Uh, Your lamp just no, exploded. I've just been uh, 
No, it was that that uh, fracas, and I just haven't been around. I had classes, and oh, I've been very busy. I just barely thought of it until I saw Aguilar here. It's, uh, it's uh, wonderful. The fracas, oh, your um, your argument with uh, Mr. Zabrich. Uh, embarrassing, yes. I, I'm not sure what happened. He came in and, uh, oh, please, have, have a seat. Uh, he, he came in and uh, he seemed to... Uh, he seems convinced that somehow Arkham is the center of whatever his conspiracy is. He's he's written a new book, and uh, this new book uh, apparently is about some conspiracy that, that somehow there are some supernatural agents uh, within our population, and he he wanted to he wanted me to to somehow admit or state that Arkham was the center of this conspiracy and. Of course, I would not. Uh, I mean, I have no evidence. I've been working on Arkham for for uh, several years now, and we certainly have no no reason to believe that uh, that Arkham is the set. In fact, I quite the contrary. I don't know if you've uh, read any of my articles, but uh, well, it's people. Uh, you know, we we Arkham is is really uh, an important cultural center and. I would say that it's been uh, more important, more useful in uh, developing uh, the arts and several other areas in, than, well, than Boston. Uh, I'm not sure I would say more important than New York, but certainly for New England, Arkham really has been quite the, uh, quite the important uh, place. And, well, I certainly had no interest in, in saying that uh, we are a center of conspiracy and well he started um yelling at me and i'm afraid i started yelling at him and well we were having quite the to-do and then of course security came in and uh oh, they knocked the lamp over when they came in to uh to take him away i uh it was funny he was he was yelling uh, <laughs> we are we are all doomed as long as we stay ignorant. We must fight. We must know. We must fight. He was uh, quite energized, but uh, I really am not sure what what his his purpose was and why why he wanted me to uh, adopt his thesis. He didn't come with evidence, at least nothing that I could make sense of. He just felt that I should be convinced by his force of personality. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, those. You say he didn't have any evidence that made sense, but he did have evidence that did not make sense? Well, he was talking about uh, something about the, the Kennedy assassination and that somehow uh, that uh, wouldn't have happened if it weren't for some links to Arkham that... Uh, I don't even understand. He was uh, saying that we have, uh, that somehow our scientists uh, at the university were uh, were key in developing uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the nuclear technology, which I'm not convinced was even true, although if it was, perhaps, I mean, I don't see how that relates to Arkham. So yeah, he found some people from Arkham that have been involved in in, uh, in world events over the, the past many decades, but 
you know, that's just confirmation bias. You could probably pick any any good university town and and show that it had been uh, deeply involved in in many of the world's important events. Yes, that completely off, makes sense. Probably return back in and with a lamp and a broom. Excellent. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and he uh, like you can tell that he's vaguely aware that you're there, probably because you're such a big guy. Um, but that uh, he's not. He, he, yeah. As you are used to, uh, he just keeps on talking as, as if you were not there. Well, if Arkham scientists were developing nuclear weapons, I'm certainly, I'm certain a physics professor would know of such things. But oh, I suspect yes, uh, I suspect I, they they would. You have not seen Zebrich since your uh, unfortunate meeting. No, uh, no, I haven't even uh, thought about him really since. Uh, uh, no. Hmm. He didn't, yeah. He was quite upset. I'm a little surprised. He seemed like the sort he would have, I don't know, called me or sent letters or something, but. Uh... Let me see. Well, what are you working on at the moment, if I might ask, Dr. Pendleberry? Well, as I as I mentioned, I am uh, working on the uh, the authoritative history of Arkham and uh, well, the recent history, the past uh, fifty years, and uh, I've been uh, really uh, focusing most recently on our uh, development of uh, in the in the uh, in the arts and the painting and. Uh, uh, hopefully going to uh, talk about our performative arts as well. But uh, for now, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the history of, of our, uh, our, our 2D art, um, drawing, painting, et cetera. Yeah, sounds fascinating. I look forward to reading this. It is, it really is. I, uh, yes, it's uh, been quite enjoyable. And we certainly have had some, uh, some very interesting uh, work that has you know the uh the exhibit museum has some some fabulous and really rather unique uh, artworks and then we've had several uh of our uh faculty in the arts who have um created works that have been most um well, that have really uh really made a stir you uh I think you would be, you are bright enough uh, without any roles to realize that he is uh, perhaps uh, on the flip side using exactly the argument that he was uh, so upset with Zabrick for using that, you know, he's going to show that Arkham is a, is a great place and has had an important and positive influence on the world. Uh, perhaps in a similar way that, that Zebrick was uh, attempting to show that uh, Arkham has had a negative influence on the world. Sure. But somehow sure. He, he is blind to that, uh, yep. to that hole in his logic. Of course. Because <clears throat> it's his own logic, therefore it makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. His evidence is correct. Well, I will get out of your head and 
Dr. Penderberry, I appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to me. Of course, I hope I have uh, hope I have helped you. I believe so. Wonderful. Wonderful. Finished up well, here, Doctor. Oh, so. oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is this is much better. This will. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, this is great. Yes, it's a very nice lamp you have located. And he goes and moves it like three inches to the left. <laughs> Shall we go speak with security, Mr. Greeley? Sounds good, Doctor. So we have Dr. Fisherman and Strong and then uh, uh, Charles Carpenter, Coach Carpenter, um, driving, uh, Carpenter's driving, I guess, uh, some, yeah. uh, this must be a Suburban or something, some big old SUV. Yeah, some Ford Explorer type thing, yeah. Oh, bigger than that, I hope. Oh, no, the Explorer, that is big, yeah, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and hopefully in the, in the, maybe the Expedition, is that the big one? I feel like you have the really big one. You're a football coach, you've got like, you know, the big things of Gatorade and like, you know. Yeah, it's probably, there's uniforms, probably a load of like, yeah. Padding and stuff in the back that uh, just 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 throw it in the throw it in the trunk, will you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the three of you are are driving uh, on this uh, November day uh, to New Jersey. Uh, the let's see, November tenth. Yeah, I think uh, I think the leaves are are probably changing. Uh, so it's uh, it's quite pretty, uh, Western Massachusetts, and then down down through uh, New York, where, of course, you have a, a lengthy argument about which is the best way to avoid the traffic. And then, uh, Whether to roll the windows down or not to avoid the smell of old socks oh, and sweaty harsh, equipment. There's some gorgeous... Oh, of the sweaty equipment. I thought you were talking about New Jersey. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's much better. Um, that's, that's obviously my bias there. We got to drive through Connecticut first, so. Um... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so I think. Uh, so you would have done. Uh, I guess, uh, tell me before you hopped in the truck, um, what was your, uh, you know, New Jersey is a, is a reasonably big state. And uh, my understanding is that you know that you have a, that you're looking for a, a burned out warehouse. Uh, yeah, we have sorry, I'm back. Out, yeah. Yes. I look at so what yeah what would you have done to sort of figure out where you're going I look at the smart member of the the party <laughs> stare squint, at you squint? <laughs> a little bit yeah spinning back and forth I think we could have uh you know easily called the um the newspaper lady who seems to have all the facts um to figure out which one it is um we don't know the publisher of his other books, which would have been the uh, person that would, you know, really have known. Or do we? 
I don't think we had uh, uh, gotten that information yet about where he. Uh, right, O'Doyle definitely knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have cell phones pub- at this point. I don't think the publisher's name is in the article. Oh, it's on, well, it's on this picture in the article. Yep. There you go. Thank That's, you. Uh, that'll work. Grom and yeah. flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we could cool that. Um, Yeah. Cool. Want to go uh, back yeah. and uh, role play through that? Uh, I guess no, I think if your if your goal is just to find the uh, to find the warehouse, um, I think uh, a call to the publisher with some suitable um, uh, discussion of who you are, uh, we'll we'll get that for you. That's not really a a problem. They're certainly aware that they had a a warehouse burned down. Right. But I guess what we want to know is also if there is an ongoing investigation and see if there are any leads uh, from the police on, on, you know, who who actually did this. Um, Maybe, you know, um, see if the reporter actually has any any extra information. I, I sure. Yeah, phones. so you can you can certainly talk to um, to uh, Sandra Deegan, and she will uh, she will say um, that she was a little bit curious uh, that the police chief uh, had so quickly leapt to denying <laughs> a connection that she uh, Sandra Deegan was not even aware of and that she had therefore done a little bit of, of digging as a as a good reporter would um, and she came across an article uh, related to the warehouse fire which was in the uh, the local paramus oops I made it a little bigger so it went on to the next page um, in the local the star ledger uh, newspaper of uh, Paramus New Jersey. I could uh, read that out loud. Yeah, why don't you read that out loud in your dulcet tones? <laughs> <clears throat> Fire engulfs Para Warehouse. Paramus, New Jersey. A massive fire ripped through a warehouse on the outskirts of Paramus overnight. One of several properties in Publishers Row, a stretch of 14 large warehouse complexes and exclusively for paper goods. Crews took more than 10 hours to calm the flames, but even now the site still smolders with smoke from 300,000 square feet of charred embers. Fire officials say the blaze was so large that flames could be seen up to a dozen miles away. Shooting flames and loud explosions from the building woke people in the neighborhood. During the long battle against the fire, crews at one point feared that the fire would spread to adjacent warehouse properties. Thankfully, due to their actions, <clears throat> excuse me, due to their actions, this was avoided and no other property was damaged. The manager of the raised warehouse was unavailable for comment, but it is believed that the paper goods destroyed were stock stored on behalf of several large book and greeting card companies from the New Jersey and New York area. It is believed that upwards of $20 million in stock was destroyed in the fire. 
Fire Chief Chad Flowers said today the warehouse burned with an unusual ferocity and speculated that he would not be surprised if some form of accelerate or accelerant played a part in the rapid spread of the flames. Authorities, excuse me, authorities have yet to discover the cause of the warehouse fire. Investigators still unable to safely enter the smoldering ruin. Chief Flowers did not rule out the possibility that the fire was deliberately lit. That's uh, August 23rd. And yep. where are we again today? Let's see. November 10. Oh, so, yeah. It's been some time. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess so much for my hope of uh, finding a book in the ashes after uh, that huge <laughs> thing and all that time. So, oh. I mean, quick question yeah. around that note. So, the book, what was the book published? Um, we, or do we have access to the idea of the book? When you mentioned that, I I had a notion of what the book was about. So the the world uh, chronicles of a world gone mad um, uh, was uh, so I think when you spoke to the editor, um, it was published. Uh, it was published, but not distributed. Meaning, uh, and, and what, what he explains to you, this is Paul uh, Bodecare of Gromit and Dooflap, is that the, um, the copies of the book ready for distribution were destroyed in this warehouse fire. And they have not yet, uh, because they haven't, because the fire has not been resolved, the insurance hasn't been figured out and so there's no reprinting mm -hmm. and they uh and they're not even sure exactly how that's going to work at this point so if if i want it and let's say since i'm funny funny that i brought it up you know with my character without knowing what the scenario was about uh, since i'm trying to publish a book um do i know if maybe we can get a copy of the of the draft of you know of the book or in the draft or I, I want to get more in detail, try to understand what it's gonna be, what was on the book that triggered this level of uh, of retribution, let's say. Who was mm -hmm. he after? You know. So uh, Bodeker tells you, he says, well, uh, you know, I, I edited the book. I, I read it. Um, it had, uh, it was sort of a big, uh, big conspiracy theory, but um, sort of uh, subtle hinted at shadow conspiracies, you know, the ones that are hard to prove, hard to disprove. Um, I suspect it would have some um market attraction of course there's always an audience for for such uh, such things it definitely um yeah uh, the, would titillate many people books, you know it has, it has some something many there. books like that you know being published every day i don't believe that was the 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 trigger you know what i mean like uh, these kind of theories go around all the time youtubers 
No, not YouTubers. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not there not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, they get published in magazines. Um, why? There's got to be something in that book that triggered this level of uh, of hate. Thinking that someone actually wanted to destroy his book, right? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, interesting that you interesting that you say that. I um, I um, yeah, it was not. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell once you start reading these these conspiracy theories. Of course, everything <laughs> everything starts to feel like a conspiracy, and well, I. I wonder if it's not someone who was against necessarily the book, but someone who's um, who's actually has something against uh, Gromit and Dooflap. I'm not sure what for, but uh, we've had some other hmm, other issues as well, and uh, I'm not sure if they're related. Of course, I'm starting to see everything connected now. Of course. Is, is part of uh, what our mind actually um, does when when these kind of things happen. It, it is natural, and maybe we can discuss it and maybe take some notes and see if they actually make sense or not. That's actually what you know what, what we are trying to to understand um, the motive, I guess. Um, what, what what do you say things like this happened before? Did did he receive like uh, letters of an angry fam or um, someone was angry at him and and sent some notes with you know threats or anything like that? Uh, not not that I know of. As I say, I don't I don't know that anybody uh, was particularly interested in Doctor Zabrick. Uh, I mean his. Well, I've <laughs> I've looked at his early work, and uh, frankly, I <laughs> couldn't even. I mean, it's so boring. It's, uh, but uh, you know, his we published his his last uh, his last books, and they uh, they did reasonably well, and uh, we didn't get anything particularly unusual in the way of uh, letters to us. Um, no, I I don't know of anything specific against him. Um, yeah, but uh, what what uh, what do you have in mind? Do you have some reason to think that he's uh, well? Oh, oh, I suppose he is missing, huh? Uh, the police contacted me uh, uh, not uh, just just recently about him uh, that he's gone uh, he's gone uh, walkabout, as they say. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's that's true. There's no reason to hide that. Um, we do believe that um, um, we we hope for the best. We hope he's fine. He's just running away for some reason. Maybe he's hiding. Maybe he got afraid. He got a note, as I mentioned. But if you are saying you didn't get any notes um, before that, then I will think that maybe he ran into someone during his research that scared him. and. And that's when he ran away. That's the only way I can see it. And what we're trying to do is try to find out what he is. 
That's a good idea. Yes, no, there are certainly a lot of things happening um, that uh, I could imagine would send a person uh, off to, to hide. The world is a, is a very dangerous place. There's, uh, I'm sorry, what, uh, uh, did you have a, another question for me or something? Yeah, the, the draft. Do you have the draft for the for the book draft. you can share with us? I I don't. The uh, you know he uh, I returned the the hard copy uh, to him, and uh, I, we don't have our I don't don't currently have access to our computer files. Is there a specific reason for that, or just bad timing? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I well, yes, our, our computers have been uh, temporarily uh, are being housed uh, elsewhere for the moment. Um, uh, I'm not sure when we will get them back. Very well. <clears throat> I look at the others to see if they have any any other questions. This is all mm -hmm. telephone here, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll I say really maybe I, I kind of had it on the speaker somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'll kind of, uh, you know, shrug my shoulders and give them, yeah, sounded good to me kind of thing. But I have something to say after you hang up, but nothing more okay. for this call. All right, very good. Um, we'll get back to you if, we, if we're finding. So yeah, th thanks for, for, for the time. Yes, you have a good day. You too. He hangs up a little too quickly. <laughs> well, I'm not sure, uh, Dr. Fishman, Coach Carpenter. I'm not sure what we can actually find out in New Jersey, to be honest with you. Um, it seems like it may be a waste of, uh, what was it, five hours? So about 10, 11 hours round trip. Uh, yeah, we almost there, might be better there, off. There's going. never time wasted on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about a trip to Rochester instead? To, uh, to the uh, the man's home if we're looking for a copy of the book. But, so, okay, so we, if we went to New Jersey, there'd, yes. there'd be some burnt down warehouse and I assume there'd be nothing left. It's been, it's been months. Right. We could call it contact he's been, the cops and see he's if been, a, the do we know how, Yeah, do we know how long he's been visiting in Arkham? uh we could we could ask the hotel because obviously if, if he's been writing his book the whole time here for some reason i think we should figure out whether he's has he been living at home i mean if if so then it may make sense to go and have a look there but right um we could we phone. can contact the hotel can't we we'd, we'd, yeah, we can, but all his uh, stuff has probably been collected by the police that was uh, mentioned. We, we can find out how long he's been there. 
I just don't know how much uh, we, by going to there, we could, uh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of clues, but yeah, I mean, certainly contact in the hotel or if you'd like to go and speak to someone, I mean, that would make sense. I was just thinking about physical evidence. I don't think we'll be there, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to follow your lead, coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one thing calling plays on the football <laughs> field is quite another thing running an investigation i'll leave that to you academic types i think that's a good idea we could maybe call the hotel and um see how long it was there and uh i mean you know like i was saying uh I don't know how much we can find in New Jersey. Yeah. That's kind of a long drive back and forth to uh, to make. I, I don't mind the drive myself, but um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably worth checking. We're not wasting the trip. Yeah, check with the hotel and then maybe to the Rochester home. Would be my we thought. can always we can always head off first thing tomorrow if uh, mm-hmm. we do still want to go. Sounds good. Sounds good. So yeah, it's uh, call up the hotel. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Ermey speaking. This is the Arkham Hotel. How can I help you? Hi. Hi, Mr. Ermey. How are you today? Having a good one? Uh, very well, thank you. Great, great, great. This is uh, Dr. Strong with uh, uh, Miskatonic University over here. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Strong. Um, I understand you had one of our professors there in residence for, uh, for several days there, um, or not our professors. But someone who was uh, was working with our distinguished university, a um, uh, yeah, I forgot his name now, a Doctor Zabrick. Mr. Oh Arch. yes, that, yes, yes. Uh, yes. He uh, he checked in on the first. And, uh, on the first, okay. Yes, he checked in on the first. Um, paid for a week, and then, uh, well, when I, when I didn't get paid again on the ninth, I uh, <laughs> went and looked and called the police. Looked like he'd been uh, hadn't been in for a few days. Mm, that makes sense. Yes, that was, uh, was good thinking of you, of course. Um, very honest. Um, hmm. <clears throat> been there for a week. What uh, did, did you get a chance to speak with him much? It's I, I never got a uh, was lucky enough to have a good relationship with the man. It's uh, you know chatting with him. You know it's. Uh, things like that? Or is he uh, kind of distant and barely there? Well, you know, we, we hate to talk about our, our guests. It's, uh, it's not good for business. Uh, I, I, did, I did speak with him some, but uh, I'm not sure it would be, uh, you know, wouldn't want to gossip. Sure, sure. Can I understand. Give me a psychology role, if you like. Yeah, let's do that. I gotta actually pull the character sheet up. Come on, work. My computers are about like the uh, oh seventy-two. I don't. If I look at the dice, that'll tell me it's a fail anyway. Yeah. Yes, I do not have that much psychology. Uh, yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm wondering if I could push this some way, but I'm not sure. 
Well, you haven't even. Uh, uh, well, you. I mean, that that was a role I asked you to make. I mean, you can certainly attempt to. Oh no, you're, you're right. You're right. Having. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I would uh, push this. What I was actually going to do was try to charm some. Uh, sure. Some some info out of him. Go by, for it. Uh, complimenting his uh, professionalism, and whatnot, I surely understand. But being with the, you know, being with the uh, the university, surely you could uh, just let us know. You know, it wouldn't be like speaking to the public kind of thing. And that would be a normal success. Well, of, of course, the uh, university does do uh, a lot of business with us. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, he was, uh, I mean, if I'm honest, I'm uh, happier that he's uh, not in the hotel than he was. He always, he seemed, he made me nervous. He was, uh, he, he was a bit strange and, uh, I don't know, always pestering me to see if someone had called uh, called for him or left messages, and of course, nobody had. And He seemed, well, newspapers, magazines, things like that seemed to, uh, seemed to scare him. Like, he would look at some, you know, some review of a, I don't know, a vintage movie piece and uh, get freaked out by it and throw it on the table or on the floor and, and run off. And then, uh, well, you know, the... The cleaning crew uh, <laughs> kept finding things like that, and but there was nothing. You know, they just seemed like normal, normal articles, normal news stories. So I'm not sure, uh, not sure what it was, but uh, yeah, he was uh, quite the character. <laughs> no, no insult, of course, intended, but uh, I'm hardly surprised that he was uh, uh, doing work at the at the university. <laughs> oh no, I know plenty of uh, plenty of professors just like that. Um, I certainly understand. Um, did Apparently you say he's a, a famous author? I mean, it was. Oh, uh, yes, I don't know. yes, yes. Um, did he happen to say who was expecting the calls from? No, he was. He was. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, you know, he was. He was. Very cagey, very cagey. Uh, and then one once he did mention somebody, and I happen to remember it. Uh, uh, it was he was asking if if a Hammerman called. Hammerman, and, uh, you said. Yeah. Can you give me a give me a no roll? Okay. Let's see. And I think any of you who are on the. I don't know if this is again a sort of a conference callie thing or or yeah that that would yeah uh, speakerphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, no is edgy, right? So that would be a um, hard success for me. So you know, uh, you don't necessarily know that this is the same person, but you do know that there is a uh, a pulp uh, filmmaker by the name of Hammerman, who has hmm. had recently uh, a number of films that bombed, but certainly has, you know, who knows, 10, 20 films, and mm-hmm. some of them have been successful, and they're all, you know, they're all schlock. Uh, yeah. But but some of them have done better than others. Um, and it, he's sort of a, a character himself. Gotcha. This was a time of, uh, you know, the independent cinema was really... Uh, kind of blossoming and whatnot around this point in the 90s. Uh, do I, so he's not necessarily based 
in the West Coast. But what I know, if he was, uh, you know, was he working with the studio system and he is with the, uh, you know, the West Coast, or is he more like New York or even local or? Um, so you can certainly, uh, yeah, I mean, you can certainly find out at some point. Um, he is West Coast. Okay. Um, and, uh, his own, uh, he is his own studios. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm, interesting. Hammerman. Yeah, I mean, it was strange because it, it had been several times he asked, you know, just, and I, you know, I asked him if he was asking for anyone specific, and he, he said no, no, of course not. And then, and then one day he just said yes. Did uh, did a hammerman call for me? As if you were, you know, perfectly normal, and uh, no, he hadn't. But uh, sure, it sure, did sure. Stick out. Yeah. Did he ever? Um, I don't know. Receive. Uh like a note or a pass it package or pass anything to you for mailing or anything like that there? No, that was the funny thing. There never was a message there. Yeah, none. Yeah, Thank you never sent anything just... out. Just waiting for a call. Not that I know. Not, not through us, not through me anyway. I mm, can certainly ask certainly. the staff. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would be nice if you if you have a moment. There's someone there. I, I'm not, sure. I, Do you have a, give me, give me your phone number. I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I'll, uh, I don't know, give him my office number or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll look to the others. Um, I think that might uh, wrap up my questions, see if they respond one way or another. So we don't know, we don't know where he was before. Uh, First of November. Correct. <clears throat> he, he mentioned that he, he mentioned that the articles of the professor was interested in uh, were normal to him on this. Maybe we can see if he has any uh, clips that he left behind. We can read and and understand what he was interested in. Sure, sure. Yeah, so maybe we can uh, swing by after all. That might be an easier way. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be out of my office anyway. Um, uh, when do you think you might have a chance to uh, to speak with the staff, sir? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I can speak to most of them in the next hour or two, but then, of course, there's the, uh, the night shift folks I couldn't ask until they come on. Right, right. But if he was sending something out, then he probably would have done it during the day. Um, oh, probably, probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe instead of, uh, I'm going to be out of the office, so uh, maybe the the better thing would be if I swing by in an hour or so. And, uh, you know, I ask his name again and everything to make sure. Yeah, of course, and, yes. Uh, Kevin Ermey, I'm the, I'm the manager here. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yes, uh, we'll see you in a couple hours or so. I appreciate it. Very good, Dr. Strong. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, so I think uh, let's see what uh, uh, Michael O'Doyle is up to. Yep. 
Marco though was going to visit before he heads back to the university was to visit all the um bookshops. Okay. Um yeah, so you know that Arkham has uh several bookshops and you know the ranging from sort of the the Walden book style uh mixed you know with all kinds of stuff to specialty bookshops uh used bookshops news book new uh new bookshops uh the ones marked on the uh, map seem to include uh, i think you got an extreme success as you looked at that um yep are are all bookstores that have uh some sort of occult section uh except one that's really more of a history um you know non-fiction store uh textbooks not te yeah history textbooks that kind of thing um and but the and the occult stuff is a combination of new and used bookstores and you know it might just be a bookstore that has a a particularly strong occult section, but not be an occult bookstore. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I'll basically just go from one to the other. Um, initially, just wander through looking at the occult section before I go to speak to anybody. I want to see if there's things that sort of align with what he's trying you know, with his book and, you know, the whole supernatural things trying to, uh, you know, lead the Western society down. So trying to see if there are books in each of the bookstores. So start at one, have a look at what books, particularly the old books and the used books, because I want to see if there's anything that aligns before I speak to anybody in the shop. Okay. Um, and sales and PR. Yeah, why don't you give me, I guess we'll do some library use. Oh, some library use. Not brilliant at library use. Um, um, but I. Twenty-eight will make it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can certainly uh, find works at all of these stores that somebody looking to to put together uh, some kind of a world is ending conspiracy theory would find attractive. Uh, you also <laughs> find uh, some copies of his. Uh, you can find a copy of uh, Dark Probability, and oh, um, I actually will buy a copy of that one. Okay. Um, and you find also a a couple of um, sort of popularist. Um, sociology books of his that do not seem to be uh paranoid like they're 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 they seem like you know sort of flipping through them and skimming a table of contents and so forth they are uh you know studies of, of 
society, Western society, uh, and how things have changed, and they're looking, you know, at uh, some history over the past couple hundred years. Uh, but the the writing seems coherent and interesting in a non-potboiler kind of way. You know, they're not trying to stir anything up. Whereas Dark Probability is definitely weird. Like the person who wrote it is definitely like it's almost like they're two different authors. Um, yep. You don't. You um, don't. You can't really tie them together. I'll actually grab those as well. Purchase okay. those because. Yeah, I mean, because I want to look at the timeline. But yeah, um, and also, okay, so if if the store has books aligned to him, I'll basically speak to him, go speak to um somebody behind the counter, going, oh, um, trying to find a gentleman who I work for the university, hand a card. Um, yeah, we just trying to track down uh, a scholar who's been doing some research at our university at the moment. Um, uh, Dr. Ernest, uh, what's his last name again? Zabrick. Um, Zabrick. Uh, yeah, um, I was just wondering if um, he may have passed through here recently at the store. Why don't you give me a uh, luck roll, please? Luck roll? Yeah. Did we lose you or did we lose me? We can hear you. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, accidentally I accidentally disconnected myself. Uh, I rolled a zero I three. Failure, luck roll. Zero three. Okay. <laughs> um. So you at several stores, and then give me a psychology roll if you would, too, please. Psychology roll. Yeah. Uh, zero two. Two. I'm rolling well tonight. So at several stores, uh, you run into people who vaguely remember that Dr. Zebrick was there and that, you know, he came in, he looked around, maybe asked a question or two, but that, and they remember him because, uh, you know, maybe they, they recognize him as an author, um, mm -hmm. but that he was, he was quite relatively inconspicuous. Um, at a store called Hal's Esoterica, which is a relatively recent store, uh, when you ask about Zabrik, the, uh, the man uh, who is running the place, um, who uh, has sort of a, a big, uh, not, not quite a Bose of the Clown, but has, you know, just a big, big head of curly hair and, uh, um, seems to have uh, um, like drawn on eyebrows you know kind of kind of a weird looking dude um mm -hmm. but he uh he definitely you know his eyes widen a little bit uh and then he just flat out lies to you uh saying that he you know did not see zabrick um and uh and you know hasn't heard of Zabrick, and it's it's completely obvious that you know just in the He's order lying. the way he denies things and the order he answers answers the questions that uh, he has seen Zabrick and that he does know who he is. 
uh, and that he is uh, seems upset, bothered, worried, something that you are asking after him. Oh, well, okay. Oh, no problems. Thanks very much, sir. Uh, if you um, hear about him, you know, get any information, here's my card. Um, of course, and, of course, yes. yes. Thank you. And I'll basically head out, making a note to come back to this place. But okay. I don't want to push. I don't want to push it just by myself. So cool. Yeah. I'll and then back I to think the university. Okay. Uh, back to university. And then I think we can also take a quick visit as uh, Horace Greeley and uh, <sighs> Dr. Fiorenko. Uh, go talk to security unless they've decided to do something else. I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, we're good. Mr. Greeley, you have friends in the security department? Uh, yeah, I know some people. Oh, so, perhaps yeah, you could ask them about this incident. Yeah, let's head over there. And whether Zebrich yes. has been seen on campus since or? Some background. Or maybe they have some CCTV video we could take a look at. Oh, interesting. Yeah, probably not in a department office. Um, and you would you would sort obviously you would know um, where where this camera is. I think the uh, the museum has uh, some camera security system and. That might be about it, I feel like. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can uh, you can go and talk, uh, head over to the uh, campus police uh, office, and uh, they will uh, confirm uh, what you heard from uh, Dr. Pendlebury, that the, uh, you know, that it was the, uh, the department secretary, uh, who's sort of a shared secretary among several of the faculty members, uh, overheard the the raised voices and uh, called security. And uh, security uh, came in uh, as, uh, <laughs> and they were they were just yelling at each other. They weren't um, they weren't fighting, but they were physically. But they were you know face to face and. Uh, um, and yeah, and Zabrik was yelling uh, this thing that we must fight, and that was you know, and they 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 just sort of picked him up and uh, and took him out. He calmed down uh, fairly quickly, and he's a you know he's a retired uh, gent, and uh, he didn't have any you know particular troubles. He didn't get violent with with them or anything. Uh, you know, they say he calmed down relatively quickly, um, and they. They walked him. Uh, they just walked him to the edge of campus, and uh, you know, suggested that uh, uh, perhaps he, he not interact with uh, Dr. Pendlebury anymore. And right. uh, but the, the calming down happened quickly enough that they didn't bother doing anything more. Okay. Um, did they hear anything specific about what they were arguing about? Any kind of like buzzwords or any kind of information? Anything that sticks out to them? Well, uh, 
yeah. I mean, Doctor Doctor Pendlebury was uh, was seemed like he was yelling that uh, you know I will not impugn the good name of Arkham and uh, but uh, I don't know the Doctor Zabrick or Zabrich, whatever his name is. Um, he uh, he was just saying that we're doomed, doomed. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I mean, it was bizarre. Normally, you know, he wasn't, uh, as far as we could tell, he wasn't drunk. Um, didn't, uh, once he calmed down, he seemed, he was a little uh, um, shifty-eyed, you know, and sort of looking around a lot as we walked him off campus. He seemed to look behind him and around him, but he wasn't, uh, wasn't getting, uh, wasn't getting violent or anything. Didn't uh, have anything mean to say. Wished us a good day. You ever see him around campus before that day? Um, what are since? Uh, no. Yeah, or since. Uh, I have not, um, I have not seen him around since. No, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been looking for him, of course, but, uh, right. Okay. Doctor, any other questions you might have had? I, I do not, no. Well, thank oh, you, boys. Yeah. You doing all right there, Horace? Everything good? Oh, yeah. Just another wonderful right. day. At Mr. Excellent, Tonic. excellent. Uh, we'll be seeing you around. Keep up the good work. You too. You guys need anything, you let me know. Yep. Um, doctor, uh, doctor, I'm here. <laughs> Sees you off. Um, so let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm thinking maybe we have the, uh, the six of you get back together. I feel like you've all spent a couple hours doing things and no one has traveled to New Jersey. <laughs> um, where all the clues are, no doubt. Where all the clues are, just, just so you know. I, I would like to make one last stop after the okay. uh, yeah. the police. Um, and that is to the uh, library. Okay, yep. Um, uh, just because, uh, what's her name? Gray did say he was here doing research, so I just want to see if they've seen him in the library. Okay. Um, yes. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that with uh, Miss Gray's name and and your. Um, position uh, there's no trouble talking to the folks at the library um, and uh, he did he definitely uh, came uh, came to the library um, and uh, you know was was looking looking for books but what um, what the librarian remembers is that uh, Zabrick specifically, after looking at some books, uh, asked about some 
physical things uh, that the books referenced and that the librarian recommended that Zabrick uh, talk with uh, Dennis Bradbury, who's the archivist at the um, exhibit museum. And that, you know, that uh, she gave him sort of a, an introduction, uh, you know, said, this is who you should go see. Um, so she doesn't have any specific. Uh, so this was on the, uh, this would have been on the third, second, third, uh, second, this was on the second. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much for your time. Of course. Anything for uh, anything for the foundation. Yeah, I guess we know where we're going next. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so this is. Or it's not impossible that we would at least run into O'Doyle because you said the exhibit museum was marked on the map. So. Right. Maybe that's on O'Doyle's list of places to visit. I don't know that we would particularly return be. to anywhere, you know, Ridiculous. soon because okay. as far as we knew, Fisherman Carpenter and Strong were going all the way to New Jersey. That's true. So That's we true. don't expect yeah, them back anytime somebody. soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I had forgotten about the um, uh, the museum. So yeah, he would have stopped by the museum as well. Perfect. Well, we will plan to uh, start next time at the exhibit museum. And uh, and then we'll see what the the non New Jersey crew who may be headed to Rochester crew are up to.